Welcome to the interview chair. My name is Jimmy Casas and I am your host. Are you an educator who is currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or wondering if you can continue to do this work? Visualize yourself back in the interview chair. You are genuine, sincere, and full of passion. You convinced the group of people that you were the best person for the job and you believed it. That is the real you. Thank you for joining me as I take you back to the interview chair to remind you of why you wanted to become an educator. Welcome to episode 18 of the interview chair, Building Community. When I was around eight years old, my dad worked for a sanitation department driving a dump truck. And I can still remember sitting on the front porch with his lunchbox and him driving down the street. He would pull up in front of the house, jump out of the truck, run over to me, and I can still remember that feeling of how excited I was because at that moment I knew I was about to get into that dump truck. He would open the door, pick me up, and sit me in that dump truck and then run around and get back in it and off we would go. We would go all the way through town, all the way out to the outskirts, jump on the highway and off we would go. Around five miles later, we would get off that highway, and in that moment, he would pull off onto this dirt road, and it would be in that moment that I would jump on his lap. I can still see how big this steering wheel was, and off we would go. I can just bumping up and down the road, bumping up and down that, down that dirt road, all the way to the landfill. And then my dad would take over, and, and he would dump the dump truck, and then I would jump back in his lap, and off we would go down to that dirt road again, all the way back to the highway. God, I love those times. Years later, we would spend weekends camping. And one early Friday evening, when my son AJ was around the same age, we were on our way to the campground when I began to reminisce about those times with my dad. And in that moment, I thought, when I pull off this highway, I'm going to do the same thing. And there we were on the gravel road that led to the entrance of this campground. And I stopped the car and asked him to sit on my lap. I still recall his big eyes looking at me and the smile on his face when he asked, Really? And for the next two miles, he drove our van to the entrance of that campground. I will never forget that. This eventually would become the Casas tradition on weekends and would continue with my two daughters, Mariah and Marissa. I guess you can say my kids all learned to drive on that gravel road. I still think of those memories often. If I were to ask you, what is one of your favorite childhood memories? What would you say? What if you reframed it and saw it differently? Here's how I want you to try and see it. Every time we bring a group of people together, it is an opportunity to bring to build community. I want you to think about that. How often are you bringing people together? Faculty meetings, parent meetings, welcome back, convocations. Every time we bring a group of people together, my friends, it is an opportunity to build community. So how intentional are we being in building community? However, if I'm being honest, there was a time I hated these community builders or what people often refer to as icebreakers. I hated almost everything about them. At times they felt forced, disingenuous, cheesy, or quite frankly, sometimes like a waste of time. 
Seriously, I would think to myself, another community circle conversation, please help me. What is most interesting about this take on icebreakers or community builders is that if I was asked a question in the interview about my thoughts on them, I definitely would not have shared that I thought they were a waste of time. So ask me where I am today, and I will tell you that I have done a complete 180 turn. Why? Because I want to be that person in the interview chair again. The same person I believe you want to be. I know that community builders lay the foundation for the most important element of every culture of excellence. Relationships. So I just don't want to say it, but instead I want to live that value. I want to live my excellence. Be the person who was that person in the interview chair. That's who I want to be. Community or culture builders, as I like to call them, when created thoughtfully and delivered intentionally and genuinely, allow us to tell our story. After all, everyone has one. Many of them, in fact. And when we take the time to actively listen to those stories, it allows us to tune into and in some cases almost relive those experiences with the storyteller. When these personal stories are shared, they sometimes generate a sense of curiosity, understanding, even smiles and joy and laughter, and yeah, even tears. Or in some cases, empathy. Empathy is critical to healthy cultures because it reminds us that people have landed where they have landed based on those life experiences. And we need to hear those experiences. One day when I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, I came across a thread where people were expressing their thoughts and opinions regarding icebreakers. Some found value in them, others not. My purpose is not to judge or be critical of where people have landed. Some educators shared their thoughts and ideas on what makes an effective icebreaker. So I decided to go and add some of my personal PD favorite community builders into a resource that you will find in today's show notes on my website in hopes that it will allow us to show people that when done effectively, it can bring people together and build a stronger community for all educators and more importantly, for the students we serve. Today, more than ever, as we are faced with unprecedented times, we need to create opportunities for human connection, not just teacher to admin to student, but student to student and colleague to colleague. One of my all-time favorite community builders is what I call the picture story. You can follow these steps or tweak them as necessary, and you will see how most people love to share their joy with others. Number one. Using your phone, ask participants to go to their camera roll and select a picture that brings them joy. In other words, have them scroll through their camera roll until they come across a picture that makes them wish they could relive that moment at this time. Number two, the individual then shares the pic with their partner and tells them the story of that pic. In other words, why did they select that specific picture? What is it about that picture that brings them so much joy and asks them to share the details of that picture? Next, switch and have the other partner share their pick and tell that story. What I've learned is that when given ample time, what you often see is people will continue to scroll through their camera roll and share more pics and tell more stories. These moments are filled with joy and laughter and on occasion even tears. 
when we take the time to share a pic of a loved one, whether it be a child, a grandchild, a favorite memory, vacation spot, or the pic of a lost loved one, these moments are sure to give us a glimpse of a personal moment in that person's life. And if you care to take this activity one step further, print the pictures and post them around the room the next time you have a staff meeting. Split the group in half and create a gallery walk, allowing staff to view the pics posted around the room, which allows staff to engage each other in conversation on a greater scale. Once again, when we invest in one another and give students and staff time to chat and share their stories, it energizes us and lifts our human spirit. Speaking of personal stories, would it surprise you if I told you that I was one failed eye exam away from going to Quantico, Virginia and becoming an FBI agent? It's true. I spent two years going through rigorous testing and background checks on my 22-year-old life with the hopes of serving our country. After completing and passing all of the required cognitive and physical exams, interviews, and psychological tests, I was given a training date at the FBI Academy in Quantico, Virginia, only to fail my eye exam multiple times. I was devastated. But that experience taught me a lot about myself and sent me in a different direction. After graduate school, it took me to teaching. And here I am today, more than 30 years later, having been blessed with a lifetime of wonderful relationships and life-changing moments doing what I love most, teaching and coaching leaders. So here is one more community builder that I often use when doing workshops because it brings in so many different facets of one's life. I'm a strong believer in life fit rather than life balance, which I talk about in detail in Culturize because it gives us permission not to feel guilty about what we are able to give or not give, depending where we are in our life. Taking a life fit approach allows us to take into account where we are in our current life cycle. I hope you enjoyed this one. Number one, allow every person in the room to create a list of every paid job they have ever held in their lifetime. For me, it would go something like this. Newspaper carrier, bus boy, grocery store clerk, cashier, stock boy, janitor, insurance salesman, bartender, waiter, nightclub manager, factory worker, teacher, principal, leadership coaching company, and publishing business owner. Number two, after each person has completed their list, partner up and have one person share their list with the other person. Number three, after each, each, excuse me, after each partner reviews the other person's list, they select one job and ask the other person to tell that story. In other words, how did they get the job? What did they love about it? What did they hate about it? Was there anything funny or scary that happened during that employment? And what did they take away from that experience? What I have found is most often people have no idea of another person's life path. Journeys can be significantly different, but what we all have in common is that together we landed in this wonderful profession we call education, and that is our blessing. See, what I've learned is most of what we know about our colleagues is very superficial. Yeah, I know whether they're married or not, how many children they have, what college they went to, what teams they root for on the weekends, but what do we really, really know about our colleagues? In other words, do we even know their stories? 
You can take this culture builder to a deeper level by asking participants to share one of the job experiences of their partner's experience with the entire group or build stronger connection among the entire team. Another option could be to ask how many people have worked, for example, as a waiter or bartender and group them together and ask them to share one horror story about that experience with each other and you will see we all have much more in common than we ever knew. Regardless of where our life experiences have landed us, I do believe that the more we intentionally invest our personal time in one another and share our stories without fear of judgment or shame, the more confidence and trust we are able to build with our school family, which ultimately allows us to connect on a more personal level so we can bring our best selves to work every day. My friends, it is time to recalibrate. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I hope that you will join me each week as I take you back to the interview chair, because I know this, that when you sat in that interview chair, that, my friends, was the best version of you. Be sure to check out my website at jimmycasas.com backslash the interview chair for links, resources, and show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at casas underscore Jimmy. If you enjoyed today's show from the interview chair, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast to ensure you never miss an episode.